Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, January 18th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Central Visual and Performing Arts High School students in St. Louis are back in class, but they are still working through some difficult emotions. School was my second home. Whenever I feel stress or just anxious, I just go to school and dance. It all changed like just in the flick of a finger. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke will follow one student as she returns to the school. Missouri Governor Mike Parson will deliver the annual State of the State Address this afternoon. It will outline the executive branch's budget plans for the upcoming fiscal year. The speech comes as Missouri is looking at a multi-billion dollar surplus and billions from the bipartisan-backed Federal Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act. Parson is likely to speak again on workforce development, which could include raising teacher pay and addressing child care. The governor has already stated giving state workers a raise is a priority. St. Louis Public Radio will broadcast the address starting at 3 this afternoon. That speech will come one day after the first person of color to hold an elected statewide office in Missouri was sworn in. Vivek Malik is the state's new treasurer. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, he is the latest Governor Parson appointee. Malik is the third person in three weeks to be sworn into a statewide elected office. Of those, two of them, including Malik, were appointed by Parson to address vacancies. Parson has made five appointments to statewide offices during his tenure, including two state treasurers. Malik replaces Scott Fitzpatrick, who won his race in November to become Missouri's next auditor. Speaking at the swearing-in ceremony, Fitzpatrick said Malik has the characteristics needed to be a good treasurer. He's intelligent. He's been very eager to learn. He's conscientious. He's humble. And most importantly, he uh, is a man who really doesn't care who gets the credit. He just wants a good job to be done. Malik says Fitzpatrick has helped him a lot during the transition. In Jefferson City, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The number of children and teens treated for gunshot wounds at St. Louis Children's Hospital has increased more than 50 percent since the pandemic started. That's one conclusion from a Washington University and University of Missouri study of information from the hospital's emergency room. Mizzou Emergency Medicine professor Mary Beth Bernardin is the lead author. She says the increase is fueled by a rise in homicides and assaults. A lot of people lost jobs, lost their livelihood, lost their loved ones. And and we know that this has been linked to an increase in crime in, in a lot of places throughout the U.S. Children's Hospital treats about 10 children a month for gunshot injuries, up from about seven before the pandemic. A new study shows reducing long prison sentences in Illinois would not cause a major public safety risk. The research is from the Council on Criminal Justice. That's a nonpartisan think tank. Shannon Heffernan has more. The study was done in partnership with the Illinois Sentencing Policy Advisory Council, a state government agency that looks at criminal justice policy. The study found that if long prison sentences were reduced by 30 percent, it likely would result in more arrests. But the increase would be very low, less than 0.1% of all arrests. And most of those arrests would be for nonviolent crimes. One of the major reasons for the increase being so small is that people tend to age out of criminal behavior. And since sentences are so long, people getting out are older. The change, however, would decrease the population of Illinois prisons by about 2,000 people. 
potentially saving prison resources. That's reporter Shannon Heffernan. Missouri will use a Kentucky company to oversee a statewide prescription drug monitoring program. The Post-Dispatch reports the state has signed a roughly $1.5 million contract with Bamboo Health. That's the same company which oversees St. Louis County's program. The Missouri legislature approved plans for a statewide initiative in 2021 after years of debate. That bill called on the company managing the program to start phasing in a prescription reporting system on January 1st of this year. The Center of Creative Arts in University City will get a new leader next month. Indigo K. Sams moves to COCA from the Boys and Girls Clubs of St. Louis, where she is vice president. St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports. Sam started at COCA as a college intern before a long tenure at Boys and Girls Clubs, where she's in charge of programming and organizational strategy. She says the arts are a way to build community, no matter the skill level or artistic specialty. COCA is known for youth programs, but has events for adults, too. COCA is a place to develop and encourage people of all ages to dance more, to sing more, to act more, to draw and design more. Sam says she was born into the arts. Her father is jazz trumpeter George Sams, once an active member of the city's black artist group. Sams will be just the third person to ever lead COCA. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Nearly three months after two people died in a shooting at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School in St. Louis, staff and students are still addressing the trauma. They returned to in-person classes yesterday. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports. There's a saying that Yuriski Velazquez Vera has remembered since the shooting at her high school in October. It's okay not to be okay. That was something her teacher, Jean Kushka, used to say. Yuriski was in Kushka's class at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School on the day in October when a shooter killed the health and physical education teacher. He also killed her classmate, Alexandria Bell and injured multiple other people before he was shot and killed by police. Kushka's students remember her as a compassionate teacher, but also a hero. Yuriski says Kushka died protecting her and her classmates. As she's processed the trauma from that day, she's repeated Kushka's advice that it's okay to not be okay. I feel lost to the point when I just can't can't handle my sadness that I just cry my eyes out and it feels surreal. In the months since the shooting, Yuriski said she's been writing poetry and dancing to process her feelings. She also talked to a counselor soon after the tragedy. Last week, she went to an open house at CVPA. Some changes are positive, like new doors, new windows, new paint and murals. There are more cameras and more security guards, both armed and unarmed. But some of what Yuriski saw brought back negative feelings. It made me very nervous and... When I went to the third floor at my school, it feels like a dream, but at the same time, you're in reality. Kushka's room where Yuriski was during the shooting is now blocked off. But Yuriski still has some classes on the third floor, so she can't completely avoid it. Early on the first day of class, Yuriski's street in South City is quiet. She wakes up before the sun rises to get ready for school. She brushes her teeth, washes her face, packs her backpack. I'm just nervous how the third floor going to be looking, even though I already, like, already went there. I'm just trying to see what is the other way to go to, try to avoid Miss Kuska's class. 
I'm even shaking. <laughs> At the school, staff are preparing for the students. They roll out a red carpet underneath an arch of yellow and black balloons, the school's colors. Teachers, parents, and alumni gather around the entrance and begin to cheer as buses pull up. As the sun rises, students approach the entrance looking nervous, but most break into smiles as they see the welcome that awaits them. Jay Mitchell is a CVPA alumnus and is leading the cheers. Encouragement, thanking them for coming back and welcome them knowing that we are CVPA strong. Nothing ever changes about that. We will grow and develop out of this even the more and nothing can stop us. Keisha Akers is also here to welcome students. Her daughter, Alexandria Bell, was killed in the shooting. Akers says she was feeling overwhelmed, but seeing the kids walking in returned her spirit. I would just want everybody, when you, you start to feel overwhelmed, to just take a breath and just keep Alex in the forefront of your mind. And when you feel like you want to give up, don't be. And the biggest thing is do it because she can't. Principal Casey Shahid says she hopes students and staff show up with authentic feelings. That could be high emotions or even positive energy. When you work with individuals who are in tune with their interests and passions, such as our students, you are around some magical individuals, and so that creates an energy, and, and I say we're vibrating on a different frequency, so I want my students to be in tune with who they are as artists, as creatives, and let their light shine. Sophomore Yuriski Velazquez-Fera is still worried about going back. School was my second home. Whenever I felt stress or just anxious, I just go to school and dance. It was, in that school, it was full of happiness, cheerfulness, everything. But since that, since that impacted my school, it's all, it all changed like just in the flick of a finger. Velazquez Vera says to feel that school is safe again, she'll just have to go each day and see how things are. But she's looking forward to getting back to her dancing. And there's something else she's excited for. Talking to my friends, hug them, tell them how much I miss them. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Mark Degon edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.